This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast, 188. And so I started what I thought was going to be a side communications consulting business. And it was a spectacular failure, like total waste of my money and my time because I was not equipped the tools, resources, coaching, et cetera, to be able to know how to have conversations with prospective clients, how to do market research, how to package up and price my services, how to talk to people who were legitimate prospects. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. I was sort of scattered from a day-to-day and a week-to-week perspective. Like I didn't look at my week every week and say, I know exactly when I'm gonna do this, this, and this activity or have this, this, and this meeting. This is Tracy. She wanted to build her own business, but found herself stuck. The business had reached a certain level, but I also had some family issues. I had a very sick parent. You'll get to hear Tracy's story later on in the episode to learn how she used coaching to help her finally figure out how to make everything fit. What you allowed me to do was create the career that I wanted to facilitate the lifestyle that mattered the most to me. This is Scott Anthony Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career. This is the show that helps you figure out what work fits you by exploring other stories. We get to bring on experts like Emily Wapnick, who helps people that don't just have one true calling, or people that have pretty amazing stories like Kirby Versellas, who found her ideal job by learning her strengths. Now, these are people that are just like you. They've gone from where they are to what they really want to be doing. And as it turns out, They are just like and have gone through much of what we're going to talk about today because we have something special in store for you today. This isn't something that we have ever done before. And quite honestly, I don't know that we've spent a lot of time talking about it on the podcast, but we're going to get deep into deep into how to be able to craft a life that fits you. And we're calling this, we're calling this in actually a series of episodes that we're going to release over the next couple of months, Life Crafting 101. And I have with me live, or at least as live as a recorded podcast gets, to to talk about this and take you through it. And even because she's a great example of this as well, I have with me here Lisa Lewis, our head career coach and also a head career coach in career change bootcamp as well. Lisa, welcome back. Thank you, Scott. And Hey to the HTYC family. It's so great to be back with you today. And I am excited to have you here because this is something that I know is near and dear to, to both of us for a variety of different reasons. So how do you just jumping into it? Where did you, where did you start thinking about, taking agency and control and responsibility over not just what happens in your life, but what the future can look like and what you want it to look like in your life. I'm curious. Yeah. I didn't tell you we were going to talk about that, but I'm totally springing it on you because I'm, I'm super curious. I love it. It's a big juicy question to dive in with. Um, and as I think is so, so befitting some of these big juicy questions of life, For me, the first moment when I started to sort of crack the nut open on this idea of life crafting and defining my own 
desires, defining my own, you know, priorities for how I use my energy and my time started in a teeny incremental way and has been a series of baby steps and little pieces that stack on top of one another, you know, over and over again, over, over the past years. And so I have, I, I feel like I have a sort of funny anecdote to start when I first started thinking about this idea of designing your career and setting up your career goals so that they better help you achieve your life goals, which is that I, back when I was in college, I was one of those, those students who was always looking for ways to get more experiences, do the next internship, find the next thing to, to be exposing myself to, because I wanted to be walking out of college with as much knowledge about the real world as I was walking out with knowledge about what was happening in the academic world. That's so, and so funny. I, was, <laughs> I, I, I actually had a lot of the same experience, so I'm super excited. Keep going. This is, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I did this fabulous internship with a nonprofit in Colorado and it was somewhere maybe in my, in between my sophomore and my junior year. And there were a group of us who were interns and we would all hang out together and do lunches together every once in a while. And I was doing this as an unpaid internship because I had assumed that that was all that was available, that most internships are unpaid. Most interns, you know, you do this to earn up the street cred to get a paid position one day. Um, But then I found out through the grapevine that one of the other interns was getting paid. (laughs) What? Hold on. (laughs) And I thought to myself, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. And first there was like a part of me that reacted with this sense of injustice. Like, how could they? Like, I am a victim of this situation. This is terrible. How dare you get paid for work? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, something like that. And then I had this moment of like, well, I can't change the, the fact that he's getting paid. Like, he played the system well. So how do I start playing that game? instead of playing the game that I used to be playing? How do I look for opportunities to get paid? And what I came to find out was that he wasn't actually getting paid through our organization. He was getting paid through a sponsor organization who had written him essentially a grant to come and do this work. And all of a sudden, it was like I was looking at the whole internship game with a 1% different shift in my perspective, but that 1% shift made a huge difference in terms of what I thought was available to me. I had thought, you know, they said on the website it was an unpaid internship, so I just had to take it as an unpaid internship. And all of a sudden, knowing that it was possible to find ways to get paid for the work that I wanted to do opened up huge different possibilities for me in breaking the rules, doing things differently, finding a way to make it fit what my needs were, and... Also then, you know, continuing to push on different boundaries and push on different things that you would see people generally accepting the rules or accepting the norms of behavior on to see if there was any room for negotiation, wiggle room, or something to be a little bit different and a little bit customized that helps to fit me better. That's so interesting. And I didn't realize that to some degree we had a lot of similarity there too, because I had a very similar experience. I went to, I went to college and had to go through a, um, I had to have an internship. Like it was obligation. I didn't get to graduate unless I had an internship as a part of the business program. Right. 
So I I was forced into it. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have even looked at internships because I'm like, hey, I'm I'm working at I think I was working at like Staples and Radio Shack at the time, and um, I it turns out I was I was pretty good at sales, so I was making a, a bunch of money at Radio Shack. And I'm like, wait a minute, I gotta go get an unpaid internship or like go make less money at an internship. And I think it was through my intolerance and me going like, that's stupid. I don't like that. And, and then, so that's, that's where I started looking for, how can you do that? How can you do that differently? And I guess for me, careful what you wish for, cause I came home with a small business and all of the earning potential, but then also all the, all the potential problems that can come along with it and, and learnings that can come along with it. But that was, that was my introduction to that as, as well. And it, um, for me, it was like, oh, I got to solve this problem. I don't, I don't want to do it any, any other way, but wait, wait, what was, okay. So what was, uh, after college for you? And it's like, oh my goodness, you can get, you can get paid for this and you can, you can, there's other ways besides the organization paying you. What, uh, what was your second exposure or second big light bulb moment for you that opened up the possibilities of, looking at it in a uh, crafting a way or designing a way that you wanted to be able to move through life rather than just accepting what comes to you. Yeah. Okay. So for, for another good sort of data point, if we're looking at a, a constellation of moments in my life that helped to bring me to where I am right now, um, I am, and you heard me say this a bunch, Scott, but so for, for you all listening in the HTYC community here, one of the things that I talk about all the time is this idea of Jim Rohn's principle of you becoming the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And I think that spending time with people who inspire and motivate and uplift you is so important. And if I zoom way, way backwards in time, I got to be with an incredibly inspiring person when I was way too young to appreciate it which is my mom started her own business when I was a kid. She started up a brick and mortar fabric and sewing store when I was maybe in first or second grade. And she was an entrepreneur for decades and decades of my life. And I think that that sort of planted some seeds in me about not having to accept the corporate world as the be all end all only possible option for my own career pathing. And so zoom little Lisa forward 20 years and she is working in a, uh, a corporate communications agency, you know, one of the most well-respected and biggest in the, the greater Washington DC area. And I have a dear friend, my very, very best friend, is working in a design capacity and she's doing design work for the corporation as part of her nine to five. But she's also started a little small, small business on the side to do design work for other clients. You know, the types of clients that, you know, would not be a problem in terms of the, the organizational non-compete because they would never be able to, to afford the rates that we were charging at the, the company that I used to work for. And they were not clients that, you know, the company would even want to pick up. And so just watching the way that she was able to prioritize her life to be able to bring in a little bit more money, create a little bit more flexibility for herself, and essentially start planting her own seeds for what would eventually become her full-time business when she left the corporate environment was so inspiring and motivating and empowering. 
And I, Scott, I'm, I'm going to share another little funny piece of the story, which is that back when I saw her doing that, I thought to myself, man, I really don't like the types of clients that I've been working with on some of these projects. I would love to be working with clients who are more aligned with me and my passions and my interests. And so I thought, I'm going to go to LegalZoom. I'm going to start my own LLC and I'm going to do my own side communications consulting for those types of companies so that I can be really aligning the way I'm spending my, my work hours and my brain power and my energy with the stuff that matters most to me. And so I started up a little side consulting business or what I thought was going to be a side communications consulting business. And it was a, a spectacular failure, like total waste of my money and my time because I was not equipped with the tools, resources, coaching, et cetera, to be able to know how to have conversations with prospective clients, how to do market research, how to package up and price my services, how to talk to people who were legitimate prospects. I had reached a point in my business that I had gotten to largely through sweat equity, just legging it out, doing the research by myself, figuring it out on my own. Tracy's business had plateaued and was keeping her from what mattered most to her. When she signed up for coaching with HTYC, she identified who she needed help from. The business had reached a certain level, but I also had some family issues. I had a very sick parent. So in my mind, I wanted to create workflows and efficiencies and extra revenue that would allow me to take the time with that parent that was really meaningful to me. Tracy was able to set up her business for success and give her time with her loved ones. And I had reached a point where I knew that I wanted some more professional help and particularly I wanted help from somebody whose life I admired and whose business I admired. Congratulations to Tracy on making a business and a life that works for you. Our work together really helped me systematize. You took all the risk away. You took all the fear away. And from that point on, you know, I was really diligent in using our time really well and making sure that we got the most out of it. But so were you. Congratulations to Tracy on creating a business and a life that works for her. If you want to find out how to do exactly the same thing, create a business and build it so that it suits your life and lifestyle. And it also lights you up and gives you purpose at the same time. Well, turns out we can help. Find out how coaching can help you do that step by step. Go over to happentoyourcareer.com and click on career coaching to apply. Or you can text my coach, that's M-Y coach to 44222. Pause right now and we'll send over the application. Just text my coach to 44222. The fact that I got to spend an incredible guilt-free amount of time with a sick and dying parent who's no longer here um, is priceless. By all definitions, it would have looked like a failure, but I feel like there were two big things from that that made it a, a unique stepping stone for me. One is that I had the courage to be able to do it and to be able to say, you know what? This person's running their own side business. I could run my own side business and just leaping and being brave in that way. But the other piece that was a big, um, a big learning and a big lesson for me was that when I failed at that, like de facto, de facto failed, wow, wow, wow. I didn't, I was not defeated. I, you know, it didn't crush me as a person. And I think that on some level I had had this fear of not being successful and what that would say about me as a human being. And what it actually taught me is that I 
now have a really good sense for what my risk tolerance is and the amount of money I'm willing to sink into a project before I see a return on it. And that this was not the right way for me to enter into the entrepreneurship world, but that I had, I had the courage, I had the guts, you know, I had the stuff to be able to potentially make it work under different circumstances and on different terms. Because I think that when it comes to life crafting and choosing to intentionally do things differently than how other people are doing them, there can be a huge amount of fear that holds you back. You know, whether you think about it as a, a like deviating from the norm perspective or a, what would other people think perspective or a, what if I'm not immediately successful perspective, there are a lot of big what ifs that can pop up and, and really mess with your mindset that can keep you from ever taking action and testing and finding out the answers to those questions. And that's super, Oh, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so getting yourself to a position where the fear of not giving yourself permission to find out the answer and explore it is greater than the fear of what might happen can be a huge turning point in terms of taking the reins back on your own life and your own career and shifting from feeling like it's all happening to you and that you don't have a whole lot of control into saying, you know what, I'm going to take control. And if it fails, it's my responsibility and I'll deal with that. But if it's successful, I also get to claim some credit for that and deal with all the positive consequences of that too. And that's a, your, your set of experiences, I think is a perfect dovetail into here's, here's what we want you to get out of today. And what we're going to cover for the rest of today is really, we want to, we want to help lift the veil on, on what is actually possible for you, because we have realized by working with so many different people that most of us are not achieving to our full potential. And for most of us, myself included, <laughs> uh, to the extreme, that we are the the people who are standing in the way. It is not necessarily life. It is not necessarily other circumstances. Um, anybody who is successful by their own stans- standards succeed in spite of their circumstances. And because of they get out of their own way, I guess is probably the easiest way to say it. So we want to, we want to, Part of the reason why I wanted to have Lisa share some of her story is because we want to expose you to different mindsets on this. And then also we want to provide some exposure to what's actually you holding you back here. But, you know, same thing that you just mentioned, though, in terms of all the reasons why we don't go forward and it potentially being scary. Actually, last week, if you if you listen to last week's episode with Rebecca Maddox, um, she made a huge huge life change. You know, she had what many of her friends and family and everything considered like the sought after job in Washington, DC as a, as an attorney. And, you know, when she started talking to, when she started talking to people about it, like she was met with a whole bunch of resistance. Like, why, why would you uproot all that? But she started to see what was possible for her and what success looked like by, by her own standards. So definitely go back and check it, that out. That's uh, episode 187 last week. But, um, but what do you, what do you think Lisa is 
what do you think are some of the things that people don't realize when they're just getting into when they're just getting into uh, being interested in making big drastic changes and how this how this becomes possible yeah well i think one big thing is that while these changes might look really big on the outside they're usually the product of lots of little baby steps in the direction of your values and those baby steps are not going to happen on on accident. You have to be so intentional and so clear on what matters to you, what your priorities are, and how you're willing to make changes to your own life to align with your priorities and values to be able to slowly but surely earn your way into living that life that you could dream of, living that life that you want to craft. You know, it it can be something like asking for something small from your current employer, like asking for the opportunity to say, work from home after a doctor's appointment, you know, something that is is really easy for them to say yes to in many circumstances and in many cases, and continue to grow that to be bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, there's, um, there's a gal who works at a, a tech company called Sprinkler, who has gotten to a point with her boss where I believe she gets to work abroad once a quarter as a full-time or was a full-time employee, now has gotten down to part-time employee um, because she started out with making these smaller asks for things that would be really helpful to her in terms of workplace flexibility and being able to better live a life in alignment with her values and kept showing them how a happy and productive her was going to be really good for the organization to then open up all the possibilities for ways that she could get more of what she wanted while the company was still getting what they wanted. But that would have never happened by accident. Her company would have never come to her and said, you know what? <laughs> you know what would be really cool? If you could just like go ahead and, could you could you just fly across the world? Because that would be cool. If if you could just fly across the world, and then if you could if you could do work over there, like that would really suit us. What, what do you think? How, what do you say? Yeah, right, right. Not... Yeah, I, if, if only it was that easy. If only our bosses were mind readers who knew exactly all that we've been contributing and saw the value of it and rewarded us and gave us promotions without us asking for it and gave us raises without us having to make a case for it. You know, it would be such a different place, but that's not the world that we live in. And if you want to get to a place where you feel like you are the master of your own destiny and the captain of your own ship, you've got to be willing to start making asks, even if they are, even if they're small. And usually those asks are motivated by seeing other people around you doing things differently. And I would guess that that if you're listening to this podcast right now, you could probably close your eyes and come up with at least one person who is less smart than you, less talented than you, less capable than you, less committed, less driven than you, who is doing something in their own life that is something that you would really, really love to do in your own world. And just seeing that those examples are out there of people who are less capable, less qualified, um, but who are making the asks and being really intentional about the way that they're designing their lives can be such a great motivation and such a great inspiration for what could be possible for you. In my head, I was thinking, well, I might be that person for a whole bunch of people because many of the people we work with are far, far smarter than, uh, than me. Uh, but for me, it's just a case of, 
well, I guess what I mentioned before, I don't have a tolerance to spend very much time living a life that doesn't align with what, what I'm interested in and what I want to be doing. And I, I think that that's some, that, that is a slightly different mindset than what most people are looking at it. Most people are looking at it and choosing from what they believe is available to them in many cases or what happens in their lives that they're reacting to versus saying, here is what I actually want in my life. And this is not necessarily the end goal because there really isn't an end goal. Um, at least not a quote unquote, you've made it, you reach it type destination because it's much more like, it's more, much more like if you are an airline pilot and you're not using autopilot, uh, you are continually making tweaks and the wind blows you off course and you're heading towards a destination, but you are continually making adjustments, fine tuning the whole entire way versus just straight line heading to one particular place or another. Being able to make those incremental changes and adjustments is so important. And fun fact, my dad is an airline pilot, or he is a, a private pilot now. But one fun thing about autopilot is that it actually is not putting you on one perfect course and you never make a turn or an adjustment. It's actually constantly checking your own position relative to where it needs you to be and making these ever so slight incremental changes to your course and to your direction. I feel like we are like the autopilot for crafting people's lives. I feel like that is what we do as a company to some degree because, um, I mean, I think about coaching or career change bootcamp. It's like, we're constantly helping people make corrections and it's like, Hey, did you know that you're going a little bit off course? Here's a boot so that, uh, <laughs> we can get you right back on course. Yeah, and we we help people reprogram where the autopilot is set to set to land. You know, everybody has these social norm autopilots. You know, everybody goes on on vacation to you know I don't know where Orlando, someplace like that. But what if we could change your autopilot to have you on vacation to to Bali or to Bora Bora or to Fiji? You know, what would that open up for you in your life if you knew? you could just change the coordinates and that you had the capability and the grit and the hustle to change your life like that. It's almost like the autopilot is set to <laughs> go to, I don't know, Spokane, Washington, nothing against Spokane, Washington. I lived there very nice enough city. Uh, but it's like you're heading towards Spokane and well, the coordinates are all plugged in there for Spokane. So you might as well go to Spokane. And it's like, well, what if Spokane uh, I don't know. They just had a gas leak and they're not very desirable to go to anymore. And that might be the equivalent of, uh, we just had kids and I want something different in my life. Or I, you know, looked around one day and realized that I don't want my boss's job and I'm not entirely sure what I want. Do you want to keep on going to Spokane or do you want to plug in the coordinates to, as you said, Bali, which by the way, you're going to Bali here in not that long from now, right? Not that long at all. And we, we can definitely dive into how to create a life that empowers you to be able to go to Bali in one of our upcoming life crafting episodes. So if that sounds like something you guys would be interested in hearing, write us back, send us an email. 
this is I mentioned at the at the front side, we're going to we're going to, to turn this into a series. And our intention today is really just to talk about what some of the differences are. And what I would encourage you to do is answer this question. And if depending on what you feel like the answer is, then I would suggest that you take one action or another. But are, is your autopilot right now flying to where you want to go? And, and when you land there, will you be truly happy with it? And if the, if you hesitate or if the answer is no, then I think it's time to learn how to plug in some different coordinates. And that is exactly what we hope to teach you and achieve over the upcoming episodes. We'll be doing about every, every three to four weeks, we'll drop in another episode on how to craft a life that fits you and you love especially as it relates to your career and what can be possible for you. But if, if that's the case, it's our intention to help you plug in those different coordinates and help you get going in a direction that actually does suit you because maybe you do want to go to Bali or maybe Bali's not your style. And really, you know what? Nevada is kind of your thing. Whatever it is, that's okay because it really doesn't matter what anybody else is interested in. It matters much more about what you are. What do you think, Lisa? Yeah, I love it. And I think that, you know, if we take sort of like fantasy travel off of the table too, there are so many easy everyday things that I think could make huge differences in, in people's lives, whether it is getting one work from home day a week, or maybe it's every other week to start or the opportunity to uh, leave early and have flex hours to be able to go pick up your kids from daycare at a time that feels good. Or maybe it's getting the opportunity to work remotely just for a week or for a month or something so that you and your best friend or you and your partner can go and travel and explore or do some co-working together. You know, the possibilities for the ways that you can make the life of your day-to-day reality into closer to that life that you've always been dreaming and scheming and and imagining are endless if you give yourself permission to think about what might be possible for you and equip yourself the the people will make that happen and be able to make it happen for yourself well and that's that is where we will we will leave you i'll share one one really quick story for how I started looking at this completely different. And then one of the things that I did about it as well for, for me, there were just like you, Lisa, I had a series of times that have really influenced, uh, how I think about what I want and how I think about what is possible in my life. So there's a whole, uh, like you said, you know, set of points or bright spots that make up the total constellation, but one in particular was I, I went to, um, well, I I worked at target for a while and I did HR at target. And at one point in time I was training an HR manager there and she was, she and I were just in casual conversation because she was working with me for several weeks and I was, I was doing that type of training, intensive training. And she kept talking about her dad. And the weird thing I noticed was she was really close with her dad. And I just had a little girl at this point in time. Um, now our oldest who's nine. And I realized that's something that I wanted. And, and I started talking to her more about it and started to realize her dad was around all of the time. And she, 
obviously spoke very fondly. And, and I'm like, how, how on earth was your dad around so much? Because you talk about he's there when come home from school. He helped me with my homework. He, you know, he's the person that I call when I when I need some serious life advice and whatever else. It's like, I, I want to be your dad. Not well, not really, but I want to be like her dad in that particular way. And, and that was that was mind flipping for me. I turned out later realized that he owned a series of apartment complexes and that enabled him to live a portion of lifestyle that I knew that I wanted. And that one thing so ended up taking that and almost dropping it in my collection of things that I wanted for my life. And that's, that's actually part of what much, much, much later, I guess nine years later, almost uh, led down the path of creating you know, this, this type of business, this type of life. But one of the first steps of that, one of the very first steps was going and negotiating, uh, flexibility and time off. And here's, here's one thing I'll leave you with that you can actually put into, into action. If having more flexibility in your life is desirable for you, uh, the first, first thing that ended up doing is trying to figure out how could this be a great situation under what world you, you ask questions like this all the time, Lisa, Andrew, is there a universe in which this could be a great situation for both me and my employer? And as it turns out there, there was by allowing me to have a work from home day each week or a couple of work from home days each week actually got a ton more done and was able to be much more productive. Plus it gave me the extra time that I didn't have to commute for that particular day. And then even some additional time too, that I would have stayed longer at work and ultimately is able to get more work done in less time. But the way that I did that was by going to them and making it about them and helping them understand where it could be a good situation. And then also just asking my boss for a trial period, not asking for them to commit to everything else and also making it blatantly clear that I wasn't going to be talking about this to everybody and anybody because they worried about, well, what are the, what about the other people that maybe aren't performing as well? Uh, they're going to want time off too, right? Like what happens? Everybody's going to want to do it. And, alleviating some of those concerns at the same time and then simply asking, Hey, let's try this for just one month. And I initially asked for two days and we actually uh, ended up settling on one. Um, I asked for two intention intending that I wanted to result in one. And then we tried it and revisited about a month later. turns out it was working, but I also kept different things to track, uh, track like what performance output I was putting or what performance output I was getting so that they could see that, hey, this actually was effective, which allowed me to then keep going because they were willing to commit to a short trial, but they were unwilling to commit to it on a permanency basis. However, once we were there and it was clear that it was working, then we could turn it into something that was permanent. So if that is in your collection of things that you possibly want in your life, there's one set of tidbits that you can you can use. Lisa, hey, thank you so much for for coming back on the episode, which by the way, if you want to learn more about Lisa, you can go to episode 147 and hear a whole bunch of her story. But thanks for, thanks for being here and sharing uh, some of the things that I didn't even know actually. It's super cool. Of course. It's always exciting to be here. I feel like if even one person listens to this podcast and leaves feeling more empowered and more excited and more like they're in control of what possibilities are available to them, we will have done a huge service. So I can't wait to hear what people think. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Happen to Your Career podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. And guess what? We've got plenty more coming up next week right here on Happen to Your Career. So take a listen to what we've got in store for you next week on the Happen to Your Career podcast. I ended up moving there sight unseen with no furniture. It was just me and my dog. And I slept on the floor for a while. And it was the height of the recession. So Portland was so hard hit. It had one of the highest unemployment rates in the country and no one would hire me. I mean, I had gone from $100,000 a year to sailing around the world to now I can't get someone to let me pour coffee. That's right. All that and plenty more next week. It's here on Happen to Your Career. I will see you next week when the episode releases on Monday. All right, and with that...